We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Spray here on a Monday night following the Portland Trailblazers, a uh, little 2-0 and weekend back-to-back uh, against the Utah Jazz and the uh, Indiana Pacers. I'm like, what's that What's that NBA franchise again? They just <laughs> you know played? what's funny? That, that franchise, Danny, is largely <laughs> irrelevant, but I told my nephew this, who's 13, I said, you know, I don't really care about the Indiana Pacers. But damn it, do I love that logo. I love that P with the it, basketball in it. It's a good logo. It is a good it just it's a good it, logo. It makes me think of Reggie in NBA Jam. I just go back to a time when I love playing NBA basketball video games. And I love that logo. Mm, that, that tracks. I like that. Yeah. I like where your head's at. Um as we're talk or as we're going live here now, uh, I believe the Dallas Mavericks are still beating the ever living hell out of the Phoenix Suns. What is that? Like, I they Luca owns the owns the Suns. That's like what this Dallas is. is tenth in the West, and Phoenix is having a good year. And it's like, nope, can't do it against them. It's, it's just the Luca thing, man. He 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 owns them. That's that's the only thing that I could come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we're talking about where teams are sitting in the West, the Portland Trailblazers currently sit sixth in the West at thirteen and eleven. They are um, right where we thought they would be. <laughs> Regardless of where uh, everybody was freaking out, uh, where things ended I think up, technically they fell to seventh because Kawhi's game winner tonight. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Half they, game, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, half game. Yeah. Um, let's get the other boring stuff out of the way real quick, but necessary. Like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. Uh, help us get to five thousand by the end of the year. Like I said, I have an autograph ball that I will uh, randomly select from all of our uh, subscribers, and uh, it'll be yours for free. Uh, if we hit 5,000 by the end of the year, if not, well, maybe next time, uh, share it with your friends, share it with your family. And, uh, if you're watching here live, whether you're watching or if you're watching here live, or if you're watching on the replay, uh, click subscribe. It's free. It's easy. There you go. All the things are out of the way. We got a lot of questions. It's not really a mailbag. It's, it's, it's a, let's see where things are. Let's see what questions you have. It'll kind of be a quasi mailbag, but also a check-in of basically a third of the way through the season, uh, 24 mm-hmm. games. Uh, 25 is that round number, but we have three days off, and uh, I'm not going to not do anything for three days. Um, <laughs> so I, I said I wasn't going to do a show last night after the, the Pacers game, and I did it anyways. Yeah, I woke up to that. You were, you need to breathe. Well, you know what, man? I was on my way home, and I looked at the clock. It said 940, and I'm like. Yeah, that's the, plenty of time to get home and relax, take the a bubble bath. The game's usually not even over at that point in time. And I was like, yeah, I can sneak that in there. I can do that. Talk about a win. It's fun. Uh, it, hey, the last two have been a lot of fun. Uh, what Ant did against Utah, uh, and then yesterday against Indiana. Like I, we did the eleven game look ahead, right? Going into Christmas, yeah, yeah. we played that we, game. Uh, we, we played the win loss game that everybody mm-hmm. hates. And I, it, well, yeah, everybody hates it, and then they play it. Uh, oh yeah, no, I, it's the, it's the game that everybody plays. I said seven and four. I thought they'd beat Utah and Indiana, but. I, I thought Indiana would be a lot closer. And so, like, pleasantly surprised watching them, especially in that third quarter, kind of just bury that team and put that separation between them and Indiana and pull away. Because Indiana's not the greatest team, but Indiana's got some dudes. They do. And Indiana's a difficult matchup for this team. And it, stop me if you've heard this one before. 
a team missing its two primary ball handlers struggled. Yes. Breaking news. Weird. Weird how having one point guard is makes things so much more difficult. It puts things in perspective here, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow, that team. God, why can't the Pacers get anything going after Andrew Nemhard is taken away? Yeah. I don't know, because yeah. they have nobody else who can dribble, pass, and shoot at the same time. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton is stupid good. I was mm-hmm. super bummed that they couldn't uh, that he didn't play. That's the first game he's missed for the Pacers. Well, he missed tonight too, so yeah. he's back to back just missing games. So the thought it's... was he was going to try to go today, and that was why yeah. he didn't play last night. So, well, I was a little actually surprised by that pre tip because I, I, I think when we played that game, I I was under the impression he was going to play in that, and that's we, why I kind of thought the okay. Pacers media before the game told me that they, they thought he was going to go. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, and we were all kind of talking beforehand. They're like, do you think Dame's going to go? I'm like, I know Dame's going to go. <laughs> Dame's, yeah, Dame. Dame's, I have been told unequivocally that Dame is going tonight. <laughs> that I think that Utah game was getting Dame's blood boiling. Like, oh. he's watching Ant go off. He's like, damn it, man, I got to be out there. I was told that Dame could have gone a couple days ahead. So, well, I like um, that then, though. I, no, I like they're being that. more cautious. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's kind of frame where they're at right now health-wise, because this seems to be always the check-in, um, Josh Hart. And Chauncey talked about this last night in post game. Uh, if the guy can jog, he's going to play. And <laughs> jog he did last night uh, in warmups. He was, you know, this really plays in the podcast version, the audio version. Me doing my little horse. I was going to say, my yeah, head. yeah, little head nod over. Yeah, there. Um, that's what he was doing, bobbing up and down in warmups. And I'm like, he's going to play. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> and then he played because he's insane and he's legitimately built different and he gives a shit about basketball like he we've talked about this in the preseason a little bit the idea of um how many guys in the league truly play for love of the game josh hart is one of those guys and it trickles down and chauncey talked about how he's a warrior and he's kind of become like the talisman of the team like he's his, he's the bellwether guy. Like his energy is so contagious that they f- kind of feel lost without him. And there's some good and some bad to this, mm-hmm. in the sense of a guy like Drew Eubanks, who's tough as nails, looks at Josh and says, "Well, shit, if Josh is going, I gotta go, I gotta play." Right. And, and you see him go out there last night with back spasms. And he told Chauncey, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, coach, I'm good, coach. And Chauncey trusted him, you know, all right, I'll let you go. And then he trusted him until he couldn't because he was dragging his leg behind him. Yeah. But there's this level of competitiveness and get-after-itness, whatever you want to call it, that comes from grinding and playing through it. And I was talking to Jeremy last night. I go, you know, you got guys that are banged up, you know, that aren't or aren't listed on the injury report. That's normal. You just have knocks up and down. I go, when you see Josh out there, he's like, yeah, everybody else sees what he's doing. And you kind of like, all right, I got to figure it out. Oh, like, it's it's infectious. I it mean, is. Like, how, how is it not contagious for everybody else to say, oh, I got this, this, this. Like, I'm playing through it anyway if Josh is going to play with it. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing. And I, I asked uh, Jeremy about spatting his ankles. He go, I go, do you normally? He goes, a little bit, not usually this much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's cutting off a couple inches of tape, you know, when he gets done after the game. It's justice is the same way. And it's, they're, they are battling through. Um, I've, I've seen people lately talk about justice and he struggled and, you know, with just his shooting, but he's gotten blown by a couple times. He's playing on two ankles that are wonky. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's not great sometimes changing directions. Sometimes he's dragging a little bit behind him. They need these three days off. Yeah, these are huge. Like, I mean, these are pivotal for teams. They're, they did not practice today. Uh, I got a note. Hold on. Uh, I just saw, right before we went up, I got a note. Um where was it at? I don't think that they are practicing today. Okay, no, they are taking tomorrow off as well. I, I'd give them three days. Like, just come get. They need shots that. Up. They need that one day. I think they're going to do video and walk through on Wednesday. Well, yeah, that was what I'm saying. But light yeah. practice, like yeah. nothing like hardcore or anything. You, no. you take it easy as much as you and can. And then they'll do their shoot around on Thursday. 
I think it's, you know, what you're bringing up with, with Josh, this isn't obviously not the measure of, oh, who's your best player. It is in some ways, but it's obviously not for this. But, like, it's not a surprise to hear Josh playing through that and you look up and he's got the best plus minus on the team. I mean, he just – his impact when he plays, he does so many of those little things. That Let him rebound all, last night. We all see it. Yeah, the rebounding has yeah. been phenomenal this year. I remember talking to Eric Gunderson about this um, prior to the year, and you know he was he was pretty high on this team. Like I give Gundy a lot of credit. He thought they'd be better than I thought they'd be. And I said, you know, one of the things I didn't like is they don't have big depth, right? Like Drew is basically a, a pseudo uh, backup to the backup, and he's going to be their backup and trending, and they're going to play small ball five and. He said, man, I think I think there's going to be some dudes that surprise us and really hit the glass hard. And Josh has definitely been one of them. I mean, Josh has a 19-rebound game this year. And so to see the plus-minus be the best on the team, I think that just speaks to, like, who he is when he plays. And it's it, it's been a minute. We've had some good players come through Portland. But, Danny, I, I think you got to go back to, like, 2013, 2014. We, we've got a guy that's finally – of the same cloth as Wes. Like he, he mm-hmm. just, he, he's a different player, but he reminds me so much of Wes with the mentality. And the We've way talked about them the needing that guy basically since Wes left. And they finally found, like it took them a little while, but like they, it feels, it feels like they're finally here. They've got that dude. And, and, and I, I love watching him play, man. I'm really glad he's able to kind of gut it out. And I, I think it, it spreads throughout the team of like, yo, the toughness has to be to a certain caliber if we want to play better. So do they trade him? I say that jokingly. Well, but it's not a joke because but he would obviously be he's, probably the asset. He is, and that's this very, very difficult spot. Chauncey has alluded to just how much he, like, Chauncey is not mixing his feelings about how he feels about Josh. Sure. And how... What's the trade? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, do, do they invest money in him and keep him? Or... Do they move on? Because it's not just a matter of talent. It's because of the way the books are, the way that they are. And do, is Josh your long-term answer at the three? And I don't necessarily know if that's the case. I, I mentioned this the other night during the game. Did you know Josh's three-point attempt rate has been cut in half? No, but it wouldn't surprise me to hear you say that. Quite literally cut in half. So he's a fifty-two percent of his shots over his career have been threes. He mm-hmm. is at twenty-six percent this season. He's been super aggressive. He's a lot of he's getting a lot of looks at the rim. He's but he's attacking. turning down a lot of threes. Well, he's he went through a slump there for a while. He might still be in a slump. I'll bring up his game log numbers, but like it, he didn't have a lot of confidence when he was shooting that ball for a few games there in a row. So I, I think that's just that's the way the NBA goes. Yeah. I, and listen, I, this is something I actually want to ask him. Bring up his game log. Hold on. Um, I, I, I want to talk to him about this uh, before the Denver game if I can. It, you know, hey, is it because you need your legs, you know, as a three-point shooter and it's just not something that's great for you right now? Or is this a, you know, Chauncey doesn't necessarily want you getting up as many threes. They want you to be the rim pressure guy. Like, what's the change here? Because you, regardless of what whatever it is, he is passing up. Multiple three-point opportunities a game. He he's average. I mean, on the season, he's he's averaging like two threes a game. Like he's just not shooting threes. No, like he is stu- like his career. I believe he's at like four point two or four point three attempts per game. Yeah, in the month of let's see, in October he was giving you one point three a game. In November it was two one, and then obviously last night their first December game he gives you three. So yeah, it's, it's I mean, down it's quite literally. Half, it's literally yeah. cut in half, yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's something I want to ask him, but that that's more of a short-term scenario than a long-term. And I'm still not at the point of like, what do you trade him for or who do you trade him for? I'm not to that level yet. But it's interesting to think about, how, like, I don't want to say how how much does he mean to the team because it's very clear he means a lot to the team. Mm-hmm. But does that value translate to wins? And, and not, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about with this kind of group. And by group, I mean Dame, Ant, Jeremy, Shaden. 
That's the core as I see it right now. Do, do you see it any other way? No. Those are the four, right? Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't even think that's a debate. Look, no. I, we don't need to get into it because it's really not anything out there right now. It's hard to move on from a dude like this, but you also have to perspective and tell yourself like, what's what's going to be available at some point. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, like, is that your long-term answer at three? I, I, I think the sad thing is like, there's a, there's an inherently great value on one of the questions we got from somebody is, is it better to have top end talent or like a, 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 a team with like a bunch of good pieces? No, no, this is Kevin do this. This is, I was literally framing this to go to this question. Well, this this is from Kevin do He said, revisiting a question I asked last year after we saw some star movement, um, what, what's better a team with more top end talent or a team with perfect pieces. Yeah. And I, I default to the top end talent more often you than ha- not. Sure. I think you had to have to in this league, right? Yeah. Like I, you, you can argue all you want about what Dallas's roster is. The top end talent on that roster is Luka Doncic. And, and anytime you get Luka in a game. I'm telling you right now, there's not a shit. team in the league that wants to play him in the playoffs. Not one. No. Why would you want to? He's, Six eight, six seven. He could dribble and shoot. Like he's he averages thick, basically like, a triple double in the in the playoffs. Like ridiculous in a, in, in a seven game series. It's the, one of the last players. Like well, the heliocentric offense doesn't really get to the playoffs. Ask the Clippers yeah, what get, it's like with PG yes. and Kawhi on that team. They they don't want to see him. Like that's two dudes. Yeah. So, guess what? He's the better version of that guy now. I I, I tend to agree with you yeah. that it's the top end for eighty two. The pieces it's make the sense. Pieces. Yes, sure. but for sixteen. It's the talent. You kind of have to balance that world. You, you do. You can't. That's the tough thing. Because the Nets are the t- are the top end talent. Yeah. And that's like it has to make some sense. Right. Right. Like you can't go completely crazy with it. Like that's not that's not how that works. You need to be Cleveland. You need to have all your pieces be top end talent. <laughs> Everyone here starting lineup except for your small forward be top end talent. Yeah. Let's get all generational centers. Let's put them in the starting lineup. Let's get uh, two premier scoring guards. Let's put them in the starting and lineup. And then hopefully we can stumble ourselves into an all-star wing. You know, We need four more dudes, and we'll figure that yeah. out. Hey, Dean Wade can shoot. There yeah. we go. Hey, don't 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 downplay Dean Wade. He's a hooper. I, no, I'm saying, like, yeah. hey, Dean Wade can go. Let's put him <laughs> out there. There we go. Um, And this was uh, a question from Julio Cantu. Um are you guys believing Hart is the answer at small forward for at least the next calendar year and then the reasons? This is kind of framing of all of this. I love Josh, but what did I say what, coming into this season? You need Nasir Little to be your starter and Josh Hart to be coming off the bench. Yeah. I haven't changed my mind on that. I believe if Josh Hart is your sixth or seventh man, your team is in a very good spot. And until they get to that point, No. And it's not a shot at Josh. I love Josh. But if your core is Dame, Ant, Grant, Shaden, Shaden needs to be, or it should be, um, Josh needs to be your sixth or seventh man. I think in any other time timeline of reality here, Josh is coming off the bench and providing you with such a great role. Unfortunately, this isn't the timeline. No, because this isn't the team roster-wise. That they're still eighteen it. months away from being what you, they hope to be. So to answer that question, like, no, I, I don't think he he will be your starting three in a calendar year, and you know, but it's God, not because why? either one of us don't like Josh, because both of us have spent a ton of time off camera well, talking about him. It's like, like, how do you think they I, feel? I mean, listen. you mentioned Chauncey. I think Joe feels like this is the part of this business that sucks. Yes. Is like. You get a dude like this, and it's and like, you're like, why couldn't you be here in two years? <laughs> Can you go away for eighteen months and then like force your way back? You know, yeah. you do that because yeah. we need it's your bad money. timing with a girlfriend, man. Yeah, we, exactly. Timing. We need the money to come back and work. Like that's like we need your salary slot. But hey, you had a crush on your wife, and then you guys found e- found each other See, later. Yeah, in life, I so. knew my I knew my wife was a hot back in high school, and then we you know came back to her uh, twenty years later. So maybe, well, may, hopefully it's not 20 years, but hopefully in two years. Yeah, we'll, 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 get like, the, we'll cut the zero. It makes sense. You're not trading the big three, and you're going to be able to bring back a replacement big or wing that can make a difference without jeopardizing it. Yeah, I, I think this is a really good question, and I think people on the other side of my answer have a pretty good argument. Uh, 
but yes, it makes sense to make a change. Here's 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 ultimately the reality is you got some dudes that uh, contractually I think you'd want to move off of, and then you've thought it would be. But if if the if some of these teams keep going in the crapper, I mean, there's a team out there in the East right now that might have a dude, and I don't I don't know what the conversations are going to be for Portland or who maybe they're eyeing. But like some of these teams are going to start freeing up some guys that make a lot more sense, I think, mm -hmm. with the direction that your team is headed. And so, yeah, this thing's fun, but uh, I, I think a move still makes sense for them despite what they are. Yeah. I'm just going to echo that sentiment almost entirely. There's this spot that the team is in right now, and I think you're, you have to separate these two things what they're doing this season versus what they're hoping to accomplish in the long term. And I think for fans, it's hard to divorce those two things because as fans, we want it now. It's my money. I want it now. Um, shout out JG Wentworth. But the <laughs> don't. Don't act like you don't have that jingle stuck in your head for the rest of eternity. I, I wasn't even thinking about it, and you're out here shouting out J.G. Wentworth <laughs> like they're dropping $1,000 to be referenced on a podcast episode. <laughs> I just had it running through my head. Hey, 877-CASH-NOW. Um, exactly, see? Uh, <laughs> this team, we talked about it with Joe. Yeah. This team that they started with is not the team they're going to end the season with. They're building towards a title team. This, It's not that this season doesn't matter, because it does matter for establishing a culture, for establishing trends, for, mm -hmm. for establishing relationships, pecking order, development, all that stuff. But this team has been looked upon as this, I don't know, this weird spot of, like when they were winning early on, like, oh, maybe they could make some noise in the playoffs. It's not that it's irrelevant. But it's not the goal this mm -hmm. year. You you guys heard Joe say it himself. I need evaluation time on this. And yes, there will be changes. He is this is not Neil talking about Al Farouk Aminu at a 54 win pace at the four. We're right. not even to that level yet. Right, right. They're who the hell's our starting three? <laughs> is Nurk our starting five long term? Who's our sixth man? Who's our backup five? Can we get another premier player? Like, those are the things that they're asking. Not how deep can they go in the playoffs. Not how can they counter DeAndre Ayton and the Suns. Not how do they handle Nikola Jokic. Not how do they eventually deal with Giannis in the finals. Those are not the questions they're asking right now. They're still busy. They're beyond the foundation stages. Now we're putting the walls up. What what are those walls going to be? Who right. are you basing that off of? You start throwing the roof on this thing, then we start asking how deep do they go. Mm -hmm. That's the situation that they're in. Yes, you want to be mindful of chemistry. Yes, you want to be mindful of the vibes because we saw how absolutely shitty the vibes can get. This team last year at this point in time wanted to kill each other. There's no... You, you do not have to be around the team to know that. You can see it through the TV screen. It was yeah. very apparent. Mm -hmm. And that's not a necessarily a bad thing. Everybody was like, well, things are going really good right now. They're going okay. They're, they're two games above 500. They're 13-11. Like, we get so attached to, to this. Yes. Yeah, like it, it's fun to watch. It's, you know, there's some cool stories to it. It's, I give them a lot of credit for doing what they're doing, but like they're two games above 500. If the playoffs started today, they would take on Golden State in a play-in. They probably not fare well in that. And then their, 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 their prize to that would be Luka for the final playoff spot. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. So, like, I it needs to be put in place. Like, there is perspective to be had here. And I, I don't want that to sound negative. I'm, I'm loving this. I think this is a lot of fun this season. Um, 
Yes, but you're establishing how you play, the, the, their style of play, yeah. and how what they want to be, their identity. They, they, yeah, they have a yes. long ways to go. I think to get to the level that we're all kind of hoping that they get to in the relative future, because like, right, the Dame clock is ticking, and mm-hmm. you know, Ant by the day is getting the experience and the reps, and dear, dear God, like, what is that going to be? Shaden, obviously, you hope he breaks out of a slump, and Jeremy's been an all star. Like your four, your core four pieces have been interesting and. You kind of wonder dynamic about certain, and, yeah, dynamic, yeah. and it, it leaves you very hopeful. But yes. they got a long ways to go mm-hmm. here. And 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 somebody asked this question earlier. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but there was another question about like who who would you give credit for what they what they have been culturally this year? Mm, I I, I always start with Dame. I always will start with the letter O. I think he is the culture setter. I think he's the Andrew John. leader. This, yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. is the question. Who are some of the unsung figures in changing the team culture this year? Are there any specific changes to the management and team staff that we should be paying more attention to? So unsung, Dame is not unsung, but I always start with letter O. I think he's the best leader in sports. He's amazing. Look I, at I, the I contrast in Atlanta right now with Trey Young. That's Wow, that back and forth was unbelievable today with that reporter. But uh, <laughs> unsung would be Josh is one of these. I, I, I think, you know, he's not very vocal and loud. I think Jeremy quietly has been a great locker room Un- character guy. So for people that don't know, when you walk in the locker room, Jeremy's locker is immediately in the right corner. and he's, he's Oh, he's got the Myers Leonard locker? He's got the right-hand corner with the two-piece. The wow. two piece. Yep. Nurk wow. has the left locker, yep. the two-piece. And then Ant, and then Baji, uh... Shaden, Nasir, Dame. Yeah. And Dame has Ant has the double, Nurk has the double, Dame has the double. So Nurk, Dame, Ant, Jeremy are the guys with the Oh, and Josh has the far on the opposite side of Dame. On the right? Yeah. yeah. So those are your five guys with the double lockers. Everybody He's got else. the Lamarcus is what I call that. Yes. <laughs> the the one furthest from the doors. Yes. Dame yes. has the ones closest to the shower. Lamarcus has the the furthest one from the doors and the easiest one to sneak out of. Yes. Yeah, so, you go through the coach's office. People don't know, yep. but you go through the coach's office. And, and you can just, I'm out here. Right out. <laughs> <laughs> but I say that because those spots are reserved typically for vets or guys who have some cachet. Mm-hmm. That's just, this is going to sound a little weird. Myers was liked for people that don't know that. Like Myers, like Dame, Myers was at Dame's wedding. Myers was well respected. Like, no, he wasn't like Jeremy Grant, level of player. Don't, sure, don't sure. get twisted. But like, yeah, yeah that's he was well respected, well liked, especially early on. Um, went downhill from there. That's rough. But <laughs> um, we're not going to go down that road. Uh, but Jeremy, to your point, is I think very well respected. JG, man, like I will tell you this. Pre and post game, Jeremy just kind of like when he's in there, he kind of sits low in his chair. And I, I've talked about this before. He reminds me of one of the worm guys from Men in Black. He's just like his his torso is so long that mm-hmm. when he like slides down in the chair, you're like, do you have like two sets of abs? Like, because it's like, why are you? How are you? How you is your mid set? Like, do you do your abs? Like, do, did you have like an ab implant? Like. What is right. it's like a stack of fourteen abs. It's he's just so his mid his midsection is wasted so long. But he just kind of sits down, slides down his chair. He's not a big talker. He's not a big talker. But the way that the young like wings, like Greg and Jabari and um, John Butler's sit, sits right in between them, the way that they all kind of look at him. And ask him questions, and you can almost feel like Greg searching for his approval. You know, sometimes you like Big Brother's approval. I feel like Jeremy has that effect on a lot of the young guys on the team, a lot. And you just kind of feel that, even though Jeremy, like you said, doesn't say much. The way that he kind of commands that space, and for anybody who's never been in a professional locker room, certain players command certain like amount of space you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. yeah. like dame clearly commands the room but like yes. if you go you go into a football locker room the loudest guy on the team might not command the most space 
You know, you, you maybe you know everybody thinks of like a a Richard Sherman in a locker room, like real loud, bark, 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 bark. But it's probably Bobby Wagner who commands the most space. Sure, it, it's not necessarily the, the best player, it's or, or the the loudest player. It's 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 sometimes it's like uh, it's not to say other players don't have it, but in a weird way, it's 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 I guess in a way to say like it's the most. It's the most untalked about respect. Yes, it's un- it is unsaid, unspoken entirely. Yeah, you don't and you, need you, to say anything. You just walk yeah. in the room, and you right. if you did not know a single player in that room, you would walk in, and you would immediately know who they are looking to for guidance. For sure, I'd imagine so. I've been in the locker room, but like I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And that's and Jeremy is a guy that you walk in the room, and you you, you just you just know. Mm-hmm. And Josh doesn't say a word, and he is looked at a hundred percent the same way. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like post game, you see him get up from whatever he's icing, his knees, his ankles, his shoulder, his wrist, and you see him like meander to the shower, and you can just kind of see his teammates look at him like, "Man, guy's tough. Guy's tough." <laughs> yeah. Like you can, you can, you can see that. And even though they're not, even though they see it all the time, they don't get tired of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a weird deviation down kind of like the inside, I don't want to say power structure, but kind of like just how the locker room shapes up to, to at least me when I'm in there. I, I, I would say, so it'd be him, Josh, unsung. You know, I, I think in a weird way, he's 23. I think Ant being here for as long as he has and having kind of the, the respect of Dame the way he does and Dame kind of it's looking at him. Third longest tenured blazer right now. Uh, it's ridiculous. But like, I think in a weird way, and is in this too. He's kind of falls in the Jeremy thing. And like yesterday, by the way, uh, or no, the Utah game, and he had a couple moments and he's when had he this a couple pissed times. Off. He slams the floor. He's like, give me the goddamn call. Like, yep. you know, I think when, when guys react that way, that they're that nature, they're like, Ant, and mm-hmm. then they react that way. I think it really gets guys going, Whoa, he cared a lot. Right. Like he, this dude, he's, he's locked in right now. Cause that ain't, that ain't who he is really. No. And so player wise, I'd say that I think you got to give Chauncey some credit here. Like he's just a no bullshit dude who's going to tell you what he thinks and he'll hold you accountable. And then like give Joe some respect and credit too, because, you know, I think it's pretty clear as day. We just passed the one year anniversary of the last dude getting axed. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it's pretty evident that that and calendar cult- year Joe has changed the culture over entirely. That and that culture, I think, is carryover with Dame. But in the same way, like I think, there's a lot of re- ways it's changed too for the better for them. There's not as toxic, behind the scenes type feel as there once was. Without naming names and without getting like rehashing all this, because I definitely don't want to do that right now. No, there is not a single person that I have talked to, in or around the organization, that hasn't noted the positive change. Yeah, just that's not surprising. Just like going into work. Right. Right. Business side, basketball side, doesn't matter. Every single person has been like, yeah, it's just better around here. <laughs> like, that's that's how it goes. Um, this is a fun question that we don't spend a ton of time on, but it's, it's pretty funny. Kyle Brown, at Kyle Brown 1333 does Jeremy Grant answer the question, what if Travis Outlaw was really good? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Absolutely. That that's, is exactly that is the answer. Yes. 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 A lot of mid-range post-ups and fadeaways. Um, I asked Lamar, uh, heard about this before the game uh-huh. last night. I'm like, you're down there, man. Am I insane or does Jeremy Grant have like a post package that we don't, that we haven't seen in like 20 years? Bro, and this turnaround fades are... He's got it over both shoulders. Butter. Like he shoots it. I'm like, oh, that's a tough... Sh- oh, okay. Ooh, it's cash. And Guy, it, it's crazy how contested they look when he lets him go. His footwork is immaculate. His footwork is immaculate. Yeah. It's truly insane stuff. And Lamar was kind of like giving me that same look, you know, we talked about with Shaden that, hmm? you know, head turned a little sideways, big smile. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. And he go, and I was like, I, I, I even told him and I, I evoked the, the, the name. So I said, he's got a Kobe post package. Oh, and, God. And he looked I at me it. and I go, I know how crazy it sounds. He goes, you're not crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, mid post? Turn shit, turn and turn and fade over either shoulder, shimmy, shake. I mean, he's he's brought out that post uh, fake, the shoulder fake on the inside move 
where the defender is bit hard, I think two or yeah. three times a season. And then yep. the inside spin, he's got the drop step, he's got the step through. And most importantly, when he's gotten that drop step, you know what he's done almost every single time? Dunked it. Every single time when he drop steps towards the rim. He's aggressive, man. Like, that's the thing about him and Ant. They're quiet killers. Like, they just have a very aggressive nature to their game. Mm-hmm. And yet, the quietest, most humble dude you could meet. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It is. Um, Lauren at Lopo PDX, could you give us a snapshot preview of what to expect from the opponents in the next few home games against Denver and Minnesota? Always appreciated both your insight during the pregame shows from last year. Yeah, obviously we haven't done the, the pregame shows. so. Um, but I, I feel like it's a good point to kind of pivot away from some of the mailbag questions and kind of go to back to where they are and where we kind of see this team going. Uh, they have Denver coming up on Thursday. They're going to get some rest. Um, they have Minnesota twice, and Cat's not going to go. Yeah, he's out. So, but you can make an argument. Minnesota, in some ways, is kind of better because now Cat and Gobert, Gobert aren't are this co- weird. Yeah, they like, are conflicting. Yeah, hey, we're both here and we're big. <laughs> it's awkward. Um, but you take a look at Minnesota, uh, who they will play twice uh, in the last five games. They're one and four. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, the um, the fat kid. Who likes fast food? Anthony Edwards. You could be talking yep. about me or Anthony Edwards. Uh, I, I'm joking, guys. Like, like He's a professional athlete, but he needs to get his diet under control. No, you know what's funny is I can't remember who said it. Uh, it was Cat who busted his balls. No, 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 no. I, 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 yeah, I, I, uh, somebody came to his defense, actually, and said, what did you make a cat randomly throwing him out there? And somebody said his first year, there's definitely valid reasons to have said that. But they said over like the last eight months, he's hired a – like nutritionist, a nutritionist a and he's actually been yeah. eating well and he's like it was the most random sh- I, who was it somebody said it on a pod and they're like it was the most random stray i've ever so heard. it's probably that there's he just said that and because there's something else and that team is weird man like that's, I, I that's a collection of personalities the, yes. uh, they've got a bunch of b-type personalities that's apps yes there's a reason why Jimmy made everybody look the way that he did. <laughs> I'll just say that they don't have a leader on that team. So wait, there could be a cat available. Cat should not be available. He should not be available. I don't know if they're gonna be able to trade that Rudy Gobert contract though. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just talking about cat available just for right. Well, I mean, if you're talking about trade, hmm, we'll see. I think they're gonna go at least a year. But God damn it, is Tom Brady ever gonna lose a football game? No, like, God damn it, you know this. Uh, but Edwards has been their their guy over 27 a game. Uh, yeah. uh, D'Angelo Russell has looked better as a playmaker. Um, the ball has stopped sticking entirely with him. Uh, Jalen Noel has kind of slotted in. He's been an 18-point-a-game guy. Um, mm-hmm. And Gobert is still in a weird spot where he hasn't been nearly as effective as he was in Utah. Like, he's not been nearly as dominant on the glass. No. He's also only playing like 26 minutes a night, which – just well, weird. His, his last game, they they lost to OKC at home, and I admittedly I didn't watch that game, but it was like that was no defense being scored. Yeah, and Shea went nuts, and Jalen Williams played really well. He he played nine, he played nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Was there a reason for that? Because he only had two. He got ejected out. for. Oh, okay, okay. I, yeah. I I missed it then. I was just I just Jalen Williams like finished a kind of a, a possession where he kind of pushed Gobert in midair. Um, and Gobert fell down, and then Jalen Williams kind of like threw his legs, through gotcha. Gobert's okay. legs, and then Rudy got tossed deservedly so, but he um, swept the leg in a violent video game-esque manner, mm-hmm. uh, and then it turned into a kerfuffle. Mm. Okay. So, um, I I think there's an opportunity. They don't. It doesn't happen all that often, and I don't. It's definitely don't gamble on this. That's for sure. Don't ever take any of my gambling advice. <laughs> but I think there's a possibility that the Portland could steal both those Minnesota games. I know. I, 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 I think when we did that, I was, I think I split them. I split them. I split those ones and I split the OKC ones, but I think they Just can because... actually take both from Minnesota because yeah. they're, they're, they don't have any art. No. And they're, they're not, they, the other thing is they're going to need Ant to go off because that, that team's just made entirely of, of guards. It feels like a team that doesn't like each other. No. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it doesn't make it, and it doesn't really make a ton of sense without, especially without Cat. Uh, they played Denver obviously before that on Thursday. Jokic is back to being Jokicy. 
He started they, they the season off. Themselves. Yeah, he's, he started the season off pretty slow. Over the last five, he's shooting uh, 66%. His shooting splits are 66, 44, 68. So the free mm-hmm. throw shooting is a little weird, but he's and he's averaging 25, 12, and 9. God. The last week in the NBA has been something. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, Jokic, Jeremy, Ant, Tatum, Ayton. There have Giannis, been Giannis, KD. KD like, there yeah. have been some perf- Booker. There have been some performances <laughs> the last week in the NBA. My goodness. Yeah. Um, Jamal Murray's looking more Jamal Murray esque. Aaron Gordon continues to be very good. Uh, they have not. I believe MPJ's been nicked up a little bit. I don't know where he sits on the. You know what? I've got media access. So give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will. I will check the injury report for the good old. Um, Nuggies. Let's see. Injury report. So he didn't play in their last game. Um, no, I believe he's been out the last four. Yeah, he's been he's been out for a minute. But you're right. They're, I mean, they're 14 and nine. They had a slow start to their season. Jokic wasn't killing it. Murray's had a real slow start to coming back from the injury. But I mean, his last game he gave him 18 and five. So yeah, he's starting to kind of get it going a little bit. Jokic is kind of rounding into MVP form again. And look, Gordon. I'd have to go look at his games, but I feel like he's every time really he's well been playing Portland. Well, I feel like when he plays Portland, especially, he well, he murders his team because they haven't him. had it. Well, they haven't had a guy to deal with him, and Jeremy's going to be the guy to deal with him. That's going to be the fun one: is yeah. Aaron Gordon versus Jeremy Grant. You could probably make an argument, despite how good Jokic is, their game might boil down to who wins between Gordon and Grant. Like how that matchup goes is going to be huge. We'll see here in a second with Porter Jr. But um, it's a foot strain. Okay, so. Um, I hadn't dove into that one yet because I got a couple extra days off to <laughs> actually do a little bit of prep before that game. Thank God. Um, well, Jokic owns Nurkic. I mean, we just we know that that's a fact. So I I don't know. Man. It happens. Just, yes, it absolutely happens. You're my two-time MVP. So you just hope that he owns a lot of people. You hope that Ant has it going. Um, Catavius has been fine for them. He's kind kind of one of the pro, you know premier. Or prototypical, I should say, role guys. Yeah, it's it's Aaron Gordon and Jeremy Grant to me in that matchup. Like, who's going to get the best of each other? Because Aaron Gordon, as we mentioned, it, it, they, he really has gotten the best of Portland in those games. So yeah, without MPJ, who has been problematic for Portland to deal with sure. the last couple of matchups, because he's a six foot ten guy who can put the ball on the floor quasi, but can shoot over anyone. Yep. Um, without him, they look a little bit more traditional, and you can have Josh pick up Jamal Murray. And you can hide a dame on a Contavious Caldwell Pope, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of figure things out from there. Like that's that, yeah. it's it's a lot easier when they don't have MPJ and they don't go six ten, six nine, seven foot in the front court. It's it, it's it's a little frustrating uh, sometimes when you're trying to go against that. And by the way, underrated part of that game is going to be the Bruce Brown Josh Hart stuff. Yeah, because they kind of play this very similar styles. Undersized threes yeah. who kind of do some things for their teams that people don't always expect. And that, that's a guy, coin toss, trailblazer. Yeah. Between him and, him and Gary. Him, right? him and Gary. They're the same kind yeah. of player. Right. Undersized, like, point center. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come up, you know, six foot four, six foot five guy is going to come up and screen you and then work, serve as a role man offensively. It's, you know. We, we got the tallest six three guy in the league. They got the tallest six four guy in the there league. There you go. That's how it works. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, that tracks. Um, both very similar players that get things done in a weird uh, way. I want to deviate here real quick. Uh, Blevins Country at Shoesum Ops uh, Oops says, What should I get my girlfriend for Christmas? Oh, yeah. We got a couple of random questions mm-hmm. in here. I love those. Uh, good gift for your girlfriend an engagement ring? Oh, wow. Brandon, putting men back hundreds of years. Congratulations. What do you mean? You throwing that out there on him? Wow. Go hard. Go hard in the paint, baby. Wow. Just go shading up for the putback dunk, man. What are we doing here? Yikes. Uh, hopefully. What? What would you go with? I, Flowers? What are you doing? I mean, I don't know. Maybe have a long discussion before throwing that out there. It's like telling your date that you're going to go on a date and dress nice and then taking them to a wedding. What if they've been in, together for like four years? Okay. What if they've been together for four months? Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> God. Hey, life is quick, brother. It is. Life it is. is I mean, my wife and I, I proposed after like six months. So there you go. Okay. Me and my wife moved in together after three. Wow. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Well, How- it, 
Good coincided with school. Her roommate was out. My roommate was out. And it was like, we don't have anywhere to live. We really liked each other. So we we're like, let's just do it. And let's see what work. happens. And it, it ended up working out perfectly. I just turned 36. So that means I'm four from 40, which means I'm only 10 from 50, which makes mm -hmm. me then 10 from 60. And then I'm basically, I'm going to die. Dead. Yeah. So why are we caring if it's four years or four months? Bust the ring out. Let's go. Well, I mean, why be a pussy about it? Why not go, you know, get her pregnant? Well, I mean, that's that's it. Jeez, you took it from where I was, and you just took it up. A oh, you said shit or get off the pots. Brother, are you married? Yeah, are I am. Married? Do you have kids? No. Because kids are above marriage. <laughs> you took what I did, gave me shit for it, and you went, I'm going to elevate it even ah, well, I mean, it was great advice. We Don't have kids. Some advice. Get married. Travel the world. Enjoy have, it. Have kids at like 55. Just be super. Oh, be God. Michael Douglas with kids. I don't think we have the same kind of money. That's no, we don't have Michael Douglas money, but you know, if you do, congratulations. Um, here we go. This is from uh Jason, uh, Jason Iosco, uh, at Jason Iosco. Does this team have enough pieces to add a Turner level player and a legit shooter off of the bench? Does Nas injury impact potential trade packages we would have put together, or was Josh Hart always the more likely trade piece? Mm. I want to book in this with um, Nasir Little real quick before we dive into it. And I've seen yeah, people sure. like. Do you think that Nas's willingness to take the contract that he did has anything to do with the fact that he's maybe been he's maybe shown some injuries? And yes, I th I think that very much Nas was interested in getting the money secured and having it out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be disingenuous to say that a guy who has had just freak stuff happen to him at like every stop thinks that hey. Maybe I should secure this money now just in case. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that makes him bad or um, that he's stealing money or anything like that. I've seen some shit like that, and it's – don't do not do that. It's super weird. <laughs> uh, players getting hurt, uh, unfortunately, is part of, the, part of the sport, part of the game. Mm -hmm. it's, it's super weird to kind of see, like, like, that he's already out of the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there have been players early in their careers who have had because this isn't like Nas has bad knees or bad ankles or bad back right. or bad neck or anything like that. It's just been COVID, a shoulder, now his hip. Like it's just been random stuff. Can he kind of figure that out, but also, you know, be a value or a bargain in the NBA? And I think both things can be true. I mean, I th I think you just go back to Nas and. I, I'll, I'll never forget the answer, man. I thought that was one of the more mature ways to handle like mm -hmm. a media scrum. 100%. We signed that deal and people were like, whoa, like that, he took that deal. He's like, yo, $28 million? It's generational money. And and by the way, he's he's thinking like we're thinking, that's not the end of his career by no. any stretch. So he's going to get more money and he's give $28 million? Yeah, I'll take that. He He's banking on his ability where maybe he'll be able to stay healthy and get through it. And then the next deal is even better. But, man, $28 million, I thought that was the most level-headed, mature answer I've heard from a young player ever. In a long like, time. I, no, I legitimately No, ever? Ever. You Oof. just don't. How many players, Danny, do you find at that age take that deal? And an instant reaction is, whoa. He, he, yeah. I feel like he got underpaid. And he comes out and is like, no, I got $28 million. He goes, if, if I would tell my you know, four years ago, 18-year-old self that I had $28 million, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> right so like, so yeah, i give him no. a lot of credit for that but and this kind of fits into that that like as far as him being a piece i don't i don't know how the blazers signed him or viewed him as a basketball asset i don't think they signed him with the intent to trade him i think they signed him because they had an opportunity to get him for a bargain mm -hmm. because typically teams don't do extensions on deals like this. They wait to see how the season goes because they, because they want it to be favorable. I will say this. Coming into this season, I was under the impression that Nasir Little signing a new deal would be like 12 to $13 million or less for the team. For them to be thinking they got a bargain. Which would make them want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that they got it at 7, that's mm -hmm. why I think you saw a deal get done before the season started. Sure. I mean, it... it off of that, and he says, yeah, I mean, take that all day. Um, I think the Turner part of that question, it's its fascinating, man, because, like, mm -hmm. 
He's an expiring one. I think people forget that. So it's, are you going to get him to resign? Nothing's guaranteed, but if he came to Portland, I'd imagine it's the same Jeremy Grant deal of like, hey, hey. Yeah. Tweak it or not, for sure. My Here's my only pushback on it. I want him here. I think he'd be great for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Indiana's doing. I know they're not good, but they've got some pieces. And so if Buddy Heald's not attached to the Turner deal, and it's just a Turner for whatever Portland gives, what do they want from Portland? Because I truly... Young assets and capital. Okay, so it'd be Nurk and some th- and Keon. And Nurk, and... Nurk and one of the younger players, yeah, and okay. perhaps a first. So, okay, I guess that's been my my hang-up, is I just don't know what Indiana's after. And that's the tough thing. For they don't really have any expectations right now. They're in the throw all the pieces in the board, see what pieces we have. We have Nimhart, Halliburton, and we hope we'd have Wimbanyama. Like, that's kind of where it feels like they're going. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton is the only player on the roster right now. They're like, this guy's going to be here for the long haul. Yes, that's the deal. And, well, and, and they believe the same with Matherin, but Tyrese is like the... Matherin, uh, maybe Duarte if he comes. I know he's in. I think but... he's just a a dude. Sure. But like as far as like their, their future planning, Ty- and Tyrese and Matherin. Everything yeah. else, see what happens. Sure. And okay. I... They've they've been talking about trading Miles Turner for three years. I told yeah, that's what I said yesterday. I was like, dude, this guy's been talking about being traded for four years. At some point, we just got to say they don't actually don't want to trade him. It's a lot. No, lie. they it's do. Just, they but just come on. They're they're way overvaluing the asset though. They've had not, had some uh, good offers. Uh, yes and no. Well, yes he's going to no. get traded this year they're just because they're not going to let him expire. That's yes. the thing. It's like that's that's not going to happen. They won't get Lamarcus. Uh, no, they they absolutely will not. And here's the thing, because everybody keeps talking about it's going to cost so much to get Miles Turner. Remember when I told you it was not going to cost that much to get Jeremy Grant on an expiring deal? It didn't cost that much to get Jeremy Grant on an expiring deal. God, I want him to make an all-star game so we can go back to that trade. Mm. We traded CJ for that? Yeah, exactly. Got an all-star out of it. Yes, you did. (laughs) Um... When it comes down to it, I think it will be a salary slot slot, and a pick. Perhaps ever so more. Maybe a young guy in there on the back of your bench. I mean, I wish the young guy luck, and I wish the big man good luck. But if... Having so a the five e- who works as a floor spacing... It's unbelievable. Pick and pop, rim you protecting... Saw yeah, you saw, saw it last, it last night, night in the first we half. We all saw it last it night. It was hell... Yes. We all we all thought the same thing. They went have, five out with a with a shot blocker and rim protector. I had I had a vision of Josh lobbing it to Shaden, who then in the air lobs it to Miles and Miles finishes. Like I have weird visions of obscene basketball moments that never happen watching him play. And if that's what it took I think it'd be a smart move. The other East team I was thinking about was Chicago. They're clearly not going the right direction. Yeah, and uh, Vooch isn't a guy you want. No, no, no. I'm thinking about the wing. Oh, Patrick Williams? No, DeRozan. I, oh. I think he's... Oh, yeah, he's that the, wing. That, I think that, he's on the block. Oh, no, he is, but like that's... That might be, that might be steering into the skid too much. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love DDR. Shout mm-hmm. out my boy. Fight on. Um, but... That's maybe perhaps too much offense on this team. Little, little, There's no such thing. Ridiculous. Little little light in the ass on the defensive end. Tell the 07 Suns too much <laughs> offense. See what they say to you, Daniel. They didn't win. Hey, that's because that's because Amari got suspended for the dumbest the, reason. Because he took two steps off a bench. Yeah. So stupid. Um, but no, I, I think you're right as far as the Bulls could definitely shake things up, but. Overall, I think there's – but this is our point to the beginning, right? This is how you bring it full circle. This team is fun, but there are pieces that actually, like, could move the needle for this franchise. For sure, as far as outgoing pieces and as far as incoming pieces. like Incoming pieces that could yeah. seriously move the needle. Miles Turner with this group would be really fun and make a ton of sense. Yeah, 100%. Um and I got a lot of questions like this, and I don't want you guys to, to feel like I'm uh, disregarding you. I just I don't know particulars on trade stuff right now. It will be probably two or three weeks before I start 
um, digging into them, sniffing around. Well, I mean, I'm 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 sniffing around already. Like that's 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 happening, but the value scale goes well. I don't know. Lose a few more games, see where they're at. Win a few more games, mm-hmm. see where they're at. There's a lot of that going on, which is why between December 15th and January 15th, you get so much swing, and then post All Star break, you know, you kind of end up where you end up. Yeah. Um. But I got a lot of those questions, so I don't want you guys to think that I'm describing it like, oh, what does a heart key on package return? What does heart Winslow get? What does Winslow Little get? Like, what do those combinations like look like? And kind of what's the the sliding bar for what they could return? Well, I don't know until I know who's truly on the market and how willing they are to play ball. I will say this. Joe already has delivered the biggest trades in this franchise's recent memory. In the first year, he brought in more impact players than anybody else has in the last 10 years. So I yeah. I at least trust that when he says he wants to make changes on this team, Brandon, changes are coming. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know how we saw what he did last year. And, and look, he was met with immediate pushback and anger and vitriol. And it's it's worked out okay for – actually, it ended up working out okay for – kind of everybody involved, right? Larry and CJ go, and they found a nice little home for themselves. New Orleans, the two seed in the mm-hmm. West. Uh, and Portland's gotten themselves right now, so far, an all-star forward, that they haven't had a player kind of like of that dynamic uh, in a very, very long time. He's very unique in that way. So I go back to the trades last year. Those were huge swings. People didn't like them. And I think we've seen them work. I think now to the point where if Joe made a move, I think a lot of people would second guess, like, should I hit send on this tweet or should I delete the tweet? <laughs> and let's see how this one shakes out first. I think there'd be a lot of holding the opinion because there were a lot of stupid takes after last year's. Where's the fun in that? Hard on it. Well, I, I mean, we did those pods. I didn't go super hard on them. And I said, look, these are necessary moves. They're not fun. Uh, and luckily, you know, for our opinion's sake, they ended up working out. But to that point, I, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind Joe's going to swing for the fence if there's a move to be made out there. Let's get out of here on some fun ones. Little Ucho at uh, little underscore Ucho. Favorite pre and post game place to get food and drinks? Um, post is tough because like you got to either get in. Well, I know everything's closed mm-hmm. or you got to get in like a lift and go somewhere. Otherwise, it's Dr. Jack's. Yeah. Uh, and then pre is um, it's next Novo right up the yep. road, not too far by the park and the school. I I, I love that spot. I think it's underrated. That's a good spot. Uh, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to plug it for the homie Justin here, uh, uh, JoJo. Uh, I have, oh, well, yeah, obviously JoJo. I mean, listen, touche. Have you have you had been to the building yet? The brick and mortar? Yeah. Yeah. Not a boy. Uh, I actually saw him, and I was I was too nervous to say hi. Oh, wow. Look at that, Justin. You have fans. Um, Dude, this shit is delicious. It is. I. You know how I know? I had it this afternoon. <laughs> Oh, did you? It's really like a five-minute walk from our work. Ten-minute walk yeah. from our work. Um, yeah. I, I may or may not have met up with uh, my my uh, past lover and co-host and Joe Simons. Oh, was that the text you sent me on accident? Yes. Thank you. I'll be there at three o five. Confusing your work wives. <laughs> what? Uh, I didn't, what are you talking about? Where am I supposed to be at three o five? Sorry, wrong person. See, because you had just sent me the other message about what yeah, time yeah, we want yeah, to do yeah, the pod yeah, tonight. Yeah. A little inside baseball. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a weird spot that the Blazers doing a really good job of like bringing more food into the building, which rad, love that. Um, but um, I'm just gonna plug my other. Oh, and uh, shout out to Ricky at Palomar. I I need to get out to check Ricky, man. He's been sending out the menu items. Oh, my it looks God. fantastic. Looks amazing, and, right? And the homeboy McKee up at Dame. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good spots, man. Like I, well, listen, I will plug your kick-ass restaurants, guys. So keep keep them coming. <laughs> Danny's just gonna plug them as long as you try to provide some food for him. It's a Brandon's not wrong. It's a pay for play. Uh, and then we'll get out on this one real quick from Jimmy Cricklow at Strife. Thoughts on candy canes? Love them, but but caveat: I hate these multicolored bullshit ones. <laughs> Give me traditional. Peppermint. Well, it'd be green and brown or blue and orange. What about like, like the Coke flavored ones or the orange flavored ones? Brother, the only Coke I want is the illegal substance, <laughs> and they don't provide that. So I'm taking the peppermint candy cane, traditional. I love them. Uh, don't pull this. I'll, I suck on those things all month. 
that's turning into a drop. Um, okay. What do you want from me? I'm being honest. <laughs> I love a good, I love a good candy cane. Beautiful. Um, I'm gonna go out here and say candy canes suck. <laughs> mint doesn't belong on anything other than toothpaste. People who eat mint as a flavor are weird wow. deviants. Who so you don't probably... like chocolate chip mint ice cream? No. No. Mint belongs oh. in toothpaste and like dental equipment. I'll be honest with you. This is rivaling your stuffing take. <laughs> this is like on the sick because that is quite literally my favorite ice cream. Really? But it has to be, but it has to be the green. If do, like, do you ever like mint, just take an edible and go in the bathroom and just start chewing on toothpaste? No, I do that when I'm on shrooms. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, you know no, what? Ocasio brings up one. one uh, it's not there, the there, same thing. There is one the actual exception okay, where, where mint is the featured act in a mojito. Okay. So mojito mint is okay, but like mojito ice cream, no. peppermint. No. Oh, no. Well, especially peppermint. I'm very anti-peppermint. Oh, I. when you die, I hope they cut your tongue open. We need to examine these taste buds you have. <laughs> They're elite. They're failing you. They're, They're failing elite. You. They're failing you right now. They're elite. Dude, peppermint ice cream, chocolate chip mint ice cream is probably like Ugh. number two or three seller of mm. all time. No. Come on. Vanilla's easily one. Chocolate two. Chocolate's two. It's got to be strawberry. It's... Like, we're going to go Neapolitan here. Neapolitan? Well, I mean, listen, I'm not saying the ice cream. I'm just like my favorite. I'm just saying, like, that's why the three are together, man. No, uh, Neapolitan's the orgy of ice creams. Like, make your mind up. Commit or don't commit already. It's for swingers. Yeah, it's the swingers ice cream. Let me go ahead and get all three in one bite. Oh. Yeah, yeah. you really twisted when you don't even scoop them individually flavored. You scoop across so you get all three in one. That, then you're you're a twisted individual. You've I was got... just saying that's how I do it. <laughs> oh, man. You've got swings and gimp outfits. you got everything going on. We don't closet. kink shame here, Brandon. There is no kink we shame. We don't kink I'm... shame. But it ain't chocolate chip man ice cream. That's like the sex so dungeon with a code word. That's what that is. Bro, I'm so disappointed right now. <laughs> I cannot believe you hate chocolate chip and ice cream. It's not just that. There's more than that. You hate candy canes. I do. Anybody anybody ever see anybody like doing the whole like candy cane toothpick thing, like sharpening it into a blade and they're above That's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm like, are you I'm trying to shank like, somebody? Yeah, and I'm like, it's not a prison shank, Bob. Number no. one. Number two, why are you chewing on toothpaste? I will say the elite candy canes are actually not your standard candy canes. I hate the hook. I'm not a fan of the hook. It's odd shaped. Give me the straight line ones. You don't like a little bend in it? I don't like a little bend. I want it like a real long, stiffy, just straight down. I like it. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. We have another contender here. from This is from Corey. The best ice cream is Italian pistachio gelato. No. I mean, I love a good pistachio ice cream, though. Oh, my He's God. Like, no. Why are we eating green nut flavored ice cream? You don't like nuts? I love nuts. What's love the pro, pro nuts. I even love like pistachios. But pistachio ice cream. Don't you ever watch Great, watch great British Bake Show? Uh, no. There's, I'm an American. Okay, listen. There's two flavors you never use. I watch Guy Fieri. Matcha and pistachio. Rose water is probably number three, but come on now. Okay, we have completely derailed. Uh, <laughs> pistachio, by the way, flavor doesn't even taste like pistachio. It's just the thought of it. It's weird. It's the it's the grape of grape. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're like, what does grape actually don't... taste like? Yeah, it doesn't really taste like. If much, you, you if know? you actually just gave somebody grape and you didn't tell them what it was, they'd be like, I'm not sure. Weird water. Yeah, exactly. Like. Sweet water. I don't know what to go with this, but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the, we're we're completely completely all off right. the rails at this point in time. Okay. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you all. We appreciate you. Good poll uh, question. Do you like chocolate chip mint ice cream? Yes I, or I, no? I will throw it up under the Jack okay. Ramsey's. I okay. will I, I will ask them to rank them, and where where they where they end up coming out. Okay. Uh, you know what i I will put in the in the in the text between chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, and um, mint, chocolate chip mint. You gotta no, have the okay, chocolate, okay, chip, chocolate mint. Chip, chip mint. Where would you rank? No, because we we need to see. You said mint was number three after chocolate and vanilla. We gotta find where mint is. Oh, so, I was going just on sales. My that, personal but opinion. That, but that's what I'm saying. 
we'll, 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 we'll see where people think Mint actually lies. And then okay. we, we will have to do research on this. Uh, okay. You can follow that poll at Ramsey's on social media, at Danny Mering, at Brandon Sprague. You can email the show Ramsey's at gmail.com. Come, we will have the uh, watch party when the Blazers hit the road trip for that six-game road trip. Uh, otherwise, we will be in the building for uh, Denver and the three, two Minnesota games, the three games of four, um, the six-game trip, and then uh, we'll be back to the watch party. So, if you want to be a part of those, make sure you join the community uh, and join us. We've had a couple hundred, hundred fifty or so, I think, the last like three or four shows. Um, as the season goes, more and more people are like, hey, this was actually really cool. Let's come do this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can watch everybody kind of lose their collective mind at once. It's it's, it's yes. super fun. Uh, every time Shaden Sharp gets to drop an absolute hammer on somebody, we get to pull those out. Um, on that, like, rate, view, subscribe, view, and subscribe. Uh, help us grow the show. Help us get to 5,000 by the end of the year. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. And uh, other than that, we're good to go. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful night. We will talk soon, and we'll catch you. Maybe we'll do another show before we get back to – uh, things on Wednesday or we'll circle back on Friday uh, for another mailbag post Denver to kind of uh, see where we're at uh, for Brandon I'm Danny everybody have a wonderful wonderful night we'll talk soon wonderful day if you're listening to us in the morning mm-hmm.